Hey there, faculty and students. On the weeks that there aren't obvious or natural topics for the podcast, we'll take a look at the overall curriculum at another medical school. This will allow us to see what's going on at other schools. And the first one I've selected to look at is another public institution that has very favorable ratings in various reports. Um, and that's UMichigan. So they purport that this is a living curriculum, meaning flexible, evolving, dynamic, which is similar to an ideal that we're trying to include in our overarching build plan. One of the faculty quotes speaks to how this ever-changing situation is really consistent with the profession and practice of medicine. So Dr. Mangrulkor says, change is afoot across the entire profession. That may be daunting, it may be thought-provoking, but it's also exciting. And being in an environment where change is happening is really important to your future training. I felt like that quote really encapsulated that spirit of a flexible dynamic curriculum. So they call their curriculum the impact curriculum. And the model uses a tree to describe its framework. So the first year is the scientific trunk where normal and abnormal is taught within six blocks. The second year is the clinical trunk. And you heard me right, there's only one year of foundational curriculum. They enter into their clinical learning um, right as MS2s. Within that clinical trunk, there's two phases of learnings, learning. There's the transition to clerkships and then the core clerkships. These second year clerkships are internal medicine, applied sciences, OBGYN, pediatrics, family medicine, neurology, and psychiatry. And you may note that I didn't say surgery as a clerkship, and that's because the applied sciences rotation is actually a combination of surgery, pathology, anesthesia, anatomy, and radiology, all rolled up into this one 12-week experience. Halfway through this clerkship year, the class comes back together for a health system science type immersive experience that's termed the clinical trunk intensive. The students take step one at the end of the entire MS2 year, their clerkship year. And then their third year is called early branches. And that's where students are asked to choose one of four branches prior to starting um, that third year. And these include patients and populations, procedure-based care, diagnostics and therapeutics, and systems and hospital-based care. This is a time when students begin their capstone, meet a branch advisor, and they also do their emergency medicine rotation during the early branches. The final year of medical school is called the late branches, and this finishing phase requires two sub-internships, one that has to be done in the ICU, so they have required critical care experience. There are then residency prep courses that are required, and there's a deeper exploration of health system science. Um, and that's uh, primarily through the lens of the student's capstone work. UMichigan updates their institutional objectives, which they call competencies, like we do, annually. So it's interesting to me that they're updating it and revising their competencies so often. Their competency list, which I'm going to read to you in a second, it's very reminiscent of ACGME milestones because six of these are actually residency standards that directly align with what is expected of residents, and two more are specific to UMichigan. So the eight domains for those competencies, um, which are also the institutional objectives, are patient care, medical knowledge, communication, professionalism, systems-based practice, practice-based learning and improvement, all of which are the same in ACGME, and then Michigan has two um, that are unique to Michigan, which are leadership, teamwork, and interprofessionalism, and critical thinking and discovery. So as I'm looking at the curriculum, there are a couple interesting points that I wanted to bring back to you guys. They do have a houses system, just like our learning community, that they call M-Home. 
Um, and just like our learning communities, they're broken into houses. There are four of them at UMichigan. And within each of these houses is a doctoring group that's led by two faculty coaches. You'll note that these faculty small group leaders are not called mentors, but coaches rather. Uh, and each house has dedicated learning specialists and leadership coaching, as well as students that are identified as peer mentors. The small group doctoring curriculum is taught by these faculty coaches. And as I mentioned, the system also capitalizes on near peer uh, mentoring and near peer teaching within the houses. There's all sorts of social events and house-based wellness activities, just like we have here at UMass. I also wanted to point out another similarity with our current curriculum and our future curriculum, and that's the capstone project. So they call their capstone curriculum capstone for impact. And this is where students demonstrate how they can have um, how they can potentially move medicine forward during their medical school time. They're invited to think about and attempt to solve real world problems through this learning activity. It is a graduation requirement um, and it can be met through numerous uh, sort of optional paths. The students can pursue their impact project through one of eight paths of excellence or the leadership program or by obtaining a dual degree or in one of the four branches, which you might remember, I, I mentioned that the early branches, the third year curriculum, um, there were four branches and we'll talk about them again in a second. So I just wanted to look at those four avenues for the Capstone for Impact project a little more closely. So the during the MS1 year, the students are invited to choose one of eight optional pathways and about 80% of their students do choose a pathway. They, um, the idea is that the capstone project will eventually align with the pathway if one is chosen. And those eight possibilities are ethics, global health and disparities, number three, health policy, number four, innovation and entrepreneurship, number five, medical humanities, number six, patient safety, quality improvement, and complex systems. There's also scholarship of learning and teaching, and finally, scientific discovery. I mentioned that they can also achieve their capstone for impact project through a leadership program, and that's called the Leadership Development Program. These learners have capstone for impact projects that align with some leadership activity, and they participate also in additional small group didactics. This group pays a lot of attention um, to 360-degree evaluations that they utilize to enhance their leadership skills. The third way to get credit for your uh, capstone for impact is through a dual degree program. And then the fourth way um, is by choosing one of those four branches during that third uh, year of medical school. If they haven't selected one of the other programs at that point, they can fulfill their capstone for impact requirement through selecting a branch. And those branches, again, are patients and populations, procedure-based care, diagnostics and therapeutics, and systems and hospital-based care. Um, it, students can enter any specialty from any branch. I think that's important to note here as well. So I'm very tuned into how people assess uh, medical students at other institutions. So I, I spent some time looking at their assessment model. During that first year, the um, uh, foundational courses, the students are assessed through integrated quizzes and then their exams at the end of uh, each course. The integrated quizzes um, students can take at any point from Friday afternoon to Sunday night. So there's some flexibility with taking the quiz there. If they don't pass the quiz, um, they have an opportunity for retesting on that Monday. They call this system the second chance quiz. And just like we're planning in our new design for the end of block finals, there, if they do not pass the quiz, they can, it is a selective or narrowed um, area that the students are quizzed on. 
So they also get narrative feedback from that doctoring course from their um, small group faculty coach. And then the coaching staff is also um, helping students process feedback from other domains of the curriculum. This basic science trunk is pass fail. Uh, they actually call it satisfactory or fail. During the M2 year, that clinical trunk, the preceptor and resident feedback is used in a way that's really similar to our school throughout clerkships um, and clinical rotations. And in that first segment, the transition to clerkships, that is satisfactory or fail. And then the clerkship phase is honors, high pass, pass, fail. And then there's also competency-based assessments that are rendered along the way. The final two years, the early branches and late branches or third and fourth year of medical school, they continue to get competency-based assessments from each of their rotations. And then they do get grades during this phase, honors, high pass, pass, and fail. The capstone for impact project, which is um, part of the late branches is satisfactory or fail as well. Another similarity, we talked about how their competencies are similar to ACGME. Uh, milestones. Uh, like ACGME, UMichigan also has a, a competency committee. Um, and this committee assesses achievement of competencies and identifies learners' areas of strength and where those learners need to improve. So I was excited to see the similarities between our new curriculum and UMichigan's, inclusive of the use of houses, early clinical exposure, pathways and branches. Um, and we are striving more tightly to align our assessment with competencies as they have done. There are differences also that are worth thinking about, including an even shorter foundations timeline with a very, very early clinical entry, uh, but a robust biomedical integration scheme throughout the following three years. And I also think this presence of a clinical competency committee uh, is something that is uh, worth thinking about as well. So if you want more information on UMichigan's curriculum, please visit their website, which is just beautifully laid out. Um, and I've actually found this process of looking outside our own institution really inspiring when it comes to curricular change. It helps me personally to see outside the box more clearly, but in a really practical way. Um, a reminder to use that newsletter link to leave podcasts or town hall requests or ideas that you want to hear more about so we can ensure that this communication effort is meeting your needs. Well, until next week, thanks so much for your attention.